Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour, and they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. See ebaymotors.com. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Believe in UCLA, the UCLA sports podcast on the Believe Podcast Network. My name is Sam Conan, and uh, I'll be your lone host today, flying solo. No Travis Reed this week. Uh, he'll be back soon enough, though. Don't worry. Um, so, yeah, just me. We're going to be breaking down uh, mostly UCLA football uh, spring practice. They're about halfway through their 15 session schedule. Um, so, we'll be taking a look at that. Uh, and then also just kind of sorting through all the headlines from the past week, anything we haven't touched on recently. Uh, yeah, that's pretty much it. So, yeah, if you're interested in this, if you're liking what you've heard so far from our show, uh, make sure to turn on notifications, subscribe, download all that fun stuff on Spotify, Google, Apple Podcasts, all those platforms, anywhere you can find podcasts, we're there. Spread the word. We appreciate it. And also, um, if you're looking for extra UCLA content, head on over to allbruins.com, which is the UCLA site on Sports Illustrated and Fan Nation Networks. Uh, I'm the publisher and managing editor over there, putting up everything UCLA sports. It's football, men's basketball, women's basketball, baseball, gymnastics. We've got it all covered. So videos, articles, this show, it's over there. You can check that out. Our partners at BetOnline continue to be the number one source for all your betting needs and sports info. Find all the latest sports developments, including updated odds on the NBA playoffs, fights, and even next season's futures. And don't forget that the MLB is back as well. Who are you picking to win the World Series? BetOnline is your continued source for all your sports wagering needs, including live betting and your favorite Vegas casino and poker games. It's super easy to get started, so head over to the website today or use your mobile device to join and use our promo code BELIEVE, that's B-L-E-A-V, to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online, where the game starts. With all of that out of the way, let's uh, let's get into some 
some spring football. It's, I mean, it's spring football. It's not the most <laughs> engaging, active, insane stuff, but I've been there the past few weeks, three practices a week, just kind of keeping an eye on things, where things stand uh, for the team, for the depth chart, the coaching staff, um, because... I mean, yeah, Chip Kelly and Dorian Thompson-Robinson, Zach Charbonnet, they're all back, so that's your, your core and your offense all pretty much back. But there are a lot of changes on this team. So this spring, more than several others in the past few years, is going to be big in terms of kind of getting an idea of what this team's identity is, whether that's just personnel-wise or the the intangible stuff. So keep an eye on that for sure in these past few weeks. The most important things... That, that I've picked up on so far is uh, a lot of injuries and a lack of depth at some key positions. It, it's not everywhere. The I think quarterback room is just as big or bigger than it was last year. Um, you got plenty of receivers, tight ends are deep, uh, defensive line really deep, but I think there's only 11 uh, offensive linemen who are suiting up in spring practice. We've got a handful who are injured, which is not ideal. And uh, we've got Sam Yoon is the uh, recruit coming in uh, who didn't enroll early. So, yeah, they really only have two groups of offensive linemen. Chip Kelly uh, on, on Monday said, that, yeah, it's a lot on them, but they're they're making the most out of it. And whether it's the, the reps or the activity, just working on endurance, conditioning, uh, chemistry with the, the guys around them, just playing so much with them. Um, and that, that's definitely a positive way to look at it. And I don't blame him for looking at it that way. Cause I mean, when you're in that spot, it's kind of what you have to do, but, uh, the offensive line being thin and having two new tackles has been sketchy so far. Not, not great. Got Garrett to Giorgio, uh, lining up at left tackle. He played one or two games last year at right tackle when Alec Anderson was out. Uh, but that was really it. You had Alec Anderson leave and Sean Ryan leave for the NFL draft. So you got DeGiorgio at left tackle. And right tackle is Josh Carlin, who has not really played any meaningful snaps in the past few years with UCLA. So, yeah, a lot of inexperience there, and it's showed so far. They've, they've really been getting worked by the D-line. Um, not sure if that's because the, the edge rushers are really good. There are some new ones, so it's kind of hard to gauge. Uh, or if... The, the these tackles, DeGiorgio and Carlin, are really just uh, not there yet. I mean, they can be. They're, they're young guys. They don't have a lot of snaps experience. Uh, so obviously they'll grow with that. Um, but it's not a great starting point considering that UCLA's two tackles last year, they maybe had the best tackle combo in the Pac-12 between Ryan and Anderson. You had two. I mean, you got Sean Ryan, who's going to be first three rounds in the NFL draft, Alec Anderson, could go late, but he'll, he could also be a priority free agent. Either way, he's an NFL-type guy, and uh, you don't really have that right now. You got Raekwon O'Neal, the Rutgers transfer. He'll come in over the summer and fall camp and everything, so he'll join there and be a starter probably on the left to move to Georgia back to right, which uh, is a lot more comforting. But, I mean, he's going to be joining the team late, so he won't be able to get acclimated with as much of a, a runway as some of these these other transfers or freshmen who came in in the spring. So, yeah, the tackles are, are sketchy and not much depth there behind them either. And then look at linebackers. Uh, I think the, the biggest thing was Caleb Johnson transferring last week. Uh, he, he was running with the ones for the most part, maybe splitting time with the Hawaii transfer, Darius Muhasau, 
a little bit, but he was going to be one of the most important guys on this defense. Uh, he definitely took a step back from 2020 to 2021. It's not ideal, but I mean, you lose another body. So I, I know that I and many others were waiting for Jerry Azenaro to leave, get get the boot, retire, whatever it was, and he did. But you also lose Jason Kafusi, uh, your outside linebackers coach. You lose Johnny Nansen, your defensive line coach, uh, inside linebackers coach. Uh, you had Don Pelham retire. And were those guys great? I mean, maybe not. To they're, they're all their own guys, so it's kind of hard to boil them down just to one quality level. But uh, in general, not not the best defensive coaching staff just in terms of what they did with what they had. and The production wasn't great. Um, but you do lose those, those guys, those coaches and, and you replace them with some good guys. Got to keep Malloy coming in from Washington, be outside linebackers coach, Ken Norton jr. He's inside linebackers coaching up Bill McGovern, um, who kind of comes from a similar, similar path as, as an arrow, but at least has a little bit of success at Boston college as a defensive coordinator a while ago and some more recent NFL experience. So he's, he's someone who, who, who can, improve on airs as an arrow and the staff as a whole might be better but the fact that you have basically a brand new defensive staff everyone's new outside of brian norwood with the dbs and then you lose your two starting defensive tackles in daytona jackson to graduation and otito bonia to the nfl draft uh your edge rushers you lose mitchell agude you lose his backup miles jackson both of them to the transfer portal um, yeah, you got Bo Calvert and Carl Jones coming back on the other end, but I mean, you're still losing a lot from that defensive line linebackers. Uh, you got Jordan Jim Markeith, the old Notre Dame transfer. He's gone. He graduated the other linebackers out there. You got Caleb Johnson. He's gone right now. Ali Caho, the Alabama transfer who played pretty well last year. Uh, he's hurt. Uh, we don't know how serious it is where he's wearing a boot and he's on a scooter at practice. So not ideal. The other linebackers got Jeremiah Trojan, who's also hurt. Doesn't seem too serious. He seems to be working pretty pretty well in practice, but he's not out there. Um, John John Vons is not at spring ball because he's with UCLA baseball. So at least in the spring, that's a very thin group. Uh, and even once you get to to the fall, not um, you're, you're missing two big guys at the, at, at that spot. Um, then you go to the the defensive backfield. Uh, which is definitely thin uh, corner and safety. And they're trying to mix things up. They got rid of the striker position that Quantrez Knight had. Um, but yeah, so you lose Quantrez Knight. You lose Quentin Lake to the NFL draft. Uh, you lose Obi Ebo. You lose Cameron Johnson. You lose Jay Shaw. Uh, you lose uh, DJ Warnell. So th- those are, I mean, you, you got Devin Kirkwood back. You got Stephen Blaylock back. And Mo Osling's coming back hopefully he'll play a little more because he was injured last year but i mean i've been rambling on for a few minutes now just listing names of guys who are gone from this defense uh and, and the tackles so it it just goes to show and it's been pretty evident uh at practice so far that yeah the head coach the quarterback the running back they're all the same other than that uh <laughs> This is a this is a new team. I, I think uh, ESPN's Bill Conley did his returning production stats the other week, and UCLA was towards the bottom. I want to say they had like less than fifty percent of their production returning or snaps or whatever the, the metric was. Um, so yeah, UCLA has some some layups early in the season, 
and they'll they'll win those anyways. If they lose any, that's <laughs> not a good sign. Um, but I don't really know how well this team's going to do in Pac-12 play. It really depends because, I mean, you got a, a few guys who, who are stepping up and looking good in spring ball, uh, but we're not really sure if that's because they're going against guys who are going to get destroyed by Pac-12 guys or uh, who really has the, the leg up on the other. It's um That's just the nature of spring ball, not really knowing for sure what everything means, but just on a pure personnel body standpoint it's hard to be overly optimistic well on the other hand you do have the the pros that have come out of of camp and uh just to rattle off a few dtr he's looking as good as ever uh i mean he'll have his his off drives and his off days at practice but uh he's he's confident uh he's, he can be experimenting sometimes the coaching staff can be experimenting um but he is at least in terms of talent, uh, the the best he's been in his five years at UCLA. That's pretty clear. And early on in practice, he was completely tearing apart the defensive backfield, knowing that he could make any throw he wanted, especially against a defensive backfield that was so new and kind of skittish a little bit. Now that they have pads, uh, now that things are running at a little more full speed, it's a little bit of a different story, but still, uh, DTR, is, is he's... He's good. <laughs> He's legit. I know Caleb Williams coming to USC. That's a big deal. But other than him, uh, DTR is probably the next best quarterback in the Pac-12. Uh, Zach Charbonnet, um, he hasn't looked overly amazing. Um, he hasn't looked bad. It's just there haven't really been too many moments of practice where he stood out. Not too worried about that, that though. We, we know what he can do. We know that Zach Charbonnet is going to be one of the best running backs in the country, let alone the Pac-12. Uh, receiving core tight ends. Well, you lose Kyle Phillips to the NFL draft. You lose Chase Coda to the transfer portal. Um, you lose Keontas Lewis to the transfer portal. Not that Coda and Lewis were giving you too much, but those are bodies, guys who took a lot of snaps. Uh, and tight end, you lose Greg Dulcich to the NFL draft. And Mike Martinez still wasn't back from his injury. Um, so you have a lot of a lot of options, um, but there is going to be a lot of mixing and matching and kind of playing things out and seeing who's legit, who fills what role. Uh, right now, it seems like Jake Bobo is the number one outside receiver. At the very beginning of camp, it was Matt Sykes, um, but it didn't take long for those two to flip spots. Bobo's really good. He's long. He's big. Uh, he's he's sneaky athletic for a guy his size, um, and he's just really strong, good receiver, pretty much the kind of guy that UCLA hasn't had in a long time, at least uh, in this Chip Kelly era, they haven't really had a guy like this. So I'm curious to see how they use him. Uh, because I mean, he was one of the top receivers in the ACC last year in terms of receptions and receiving yards when he was at Duke and you bring him out West and give him a good quarterback like TTR. And well, we'll see what happens. Uh, the other receivers, you got Cam Brown, uh, who's still the starting opposite outside receiver. Uh, didn't give you a ton of production last year, but I mean, with Phillips and Coda and Dulcich gone, those, those targets have to go somewhere. And he's definitely someone who DTR has started to link up with, um, especially on deep balls. He's he's a he's a good receiver. He got a little banged up the other day. He ended up coming back, but while he was out, uh, the UCF transfer uh, Titus Mokiao Atamalala. Um, not totally sure if I'm saying that right, but he looked pretty good too. Uh, he's quick, uh, deceptively quick. You know, he's not super tiny or anything he's got some pretty decent size for a guy his speed 
uh, and that's a pretty good balanced guy. He'll, he'll be a good backup to Cam Brown or, or replacement of Cam Brown isn't cutting it in terms of production. Uh, other targets, you got Kaz Allen, who is almost exclusively lining up in the slot. He's taking some snaps outside, um, but with Phillips gone, they're going to have to replace that slot receiver and have that kind of do-it-all kind of guy. Uh, and Kaz Allen is, is almost like a mix between Kyle Phillips and Demetric Felton at this point. Uh, he can play running back, he can play outside, he can play in the slot. He's the fastest of those three um, between him and Phillips and Felton, two guys who are, are either in the NFL or going to the NFL. Uh, and he's looking really good so far. DTR, I would probably say that Kaz is his favorite target. There was a drive on Saturday at practice where I think he had four targets in a row to him. I think the first three were all completions, and the last was an interception because cornerback uh, is easy heard. Uh, he kind of caught on <laughs> that that DTR was going to Kaz. But I don't know if that was a play call thing or, or him just relying really heavily on Kaz. But either way, that's good because Allen's been uh, – I mean, he, he was a state champion track athlete in in high school came to ucla his first game he had a 75 yard touchdown against cincinnati in the rose bowl and for the two years after that he would just kind of come in and make one play every five games and be like oh wow this guy's great and then it'll disappear uh that started to change a little bit in 2021 he was definitely a lot more uh consistent in the offensive game planning which is good to see and i think that's gonna take another tick or two up uh, this coming fall, because whether it's Chip Kelly or DTR, everyone on this ops offense seems to really trust Kaz Allen. The other guys in the slot uh, who also go outside a little bit too, you got Logan Loya, Josiah Norwood. Um, smaller guys look body type-wise like true slot guys. Um, they'll they'll probably get a little time outside. They haven't practiced so far, um, but we'll, we'll see what we can get from them. If UCLA is going to replace that Kyle Phillips production, those two are going to play a part in it too. Uh, you got Michael Ezekiel at tight end again. Um, he's he's a good. He's definitely the the most physically gifted of the tight ends that UCLA has. Um, but I mean, he still has struggled with drops at times, struggled communicating with DTR sometimes. Hopefully, you you work that stuff out. But in terms of being a pass catcher, I mean, he was a receiver two years ago. So you want to think that he can do that, at least get a little bit of production back from losing Greg Dulcich. Yeah, on a personnel standpoint, that's pretty much it. General takeaways, um, I'd say Malloy and Kent Norton are really fun to watch. <laughs> like in the, these early parts of practice where we're down in the field and we get an up-close look at some of these position drills, it, it's definitely new. I think age-wise, the staff hasn't gotten that much younger, but between Norton and Malloy, it definitely feels a lot younger. Um, those two bring a lot of energy. They're yelling. They're demonstrating the drills themselves. Uh, Akika Malloy is literally like wrapping guys up in the knees and diving onto pads and hugging dummies and all that stuff. That's really fun to watch. The, the players seem to enjoy it. They're giving them pats on the back and jumping up and down, liking it. Ken Norton Jr. is just... <laughs> I mean, he says some really goofy stuff. I think it was to, maybe it was to shape hits. I forget what it was on Monday morning, but he's yelling at some dude and sled drills like, this dude, this dude just took your French fries. What are you going to do about it? And he's like yelling at these guys and talking about strength and speed and getting all over him. He's fun to watch coach, which you just, 
don't typically hear a lot, especially around this UCLA program under Chip Kelly the past few years. Had some kind of old souls there coaching. Um, but now between Malloy, Norton, uh, Brian Norwood's pretty energetic. Good, It's a pretty good staff. Um, McGovern is not like that. He's much more low energy. So it'll be interesting to see how that dynamic works in the actual season. If McGovern's up in the in the booth and the other guys are on the field, or how that whole dynamic works, um, but it's definitely something to to keep an eye on. Are you planning ahead for a big expense? Don't put those car repairs or medical bills on a high interest credit card. Credit Karma can help you look for a low interest personal loan that can save you money while you pay off your purchase. Credit Karma uses your credit data to find loan offers that are personalized to you so you can have a better idea of what loan amount you can get approved for. Credit Karma will even show you your chances of approval so you can choose between loan offers that you're more likely to get approved for and apply with more confidence. Comparing loan offers on Credit Karma is 100% free and won't affect your credit scores and could save you money. Ready to apply? Head to creditkarma.com slash loan offers to see personalized offers. Again, that's creditkarma.com slash loan offers to find the loan for you. That's creditkarma.com slash loan offers. Credit Karma, apply with more confidence today. That's pretty much it for spring football stuff for now. Uh, we'll break it down moving forward too. Got two or three weeks left of these practices, so... We'll make sure to report on anything big that comes out of those, whether it's injuries or more transfers or uh, anyone standing out. But, yeah, that's pretty much that. And we'll move on a little bit. Um, talk some UCLA men's basketball. Uh, we talked last week about Jake Kyman entering the transfer portal, um, which was kind of an expected move just based on his lack of playing time recently. To- totally cool. It was really nice to see the whole UCLA fan base and community get behind him when he entered the transfer portal. There were some people who were a little upset saying like, Oh, nah, Mick didn't play enough and all that. But I mean, in in my opinion, it was kind of the right move on, on both parts. It wouldn't have really done UCLA too many favors to start playing Kyman a ton of minutes just to keep him around. Uh, and if Kyman wants to go play more then all the power to him. Good. And uh, he ended up committing to Wyoming over the weekend I think they got three Pac-12 players in the span of 24 hours, and Kaiman was one of them. So uh, they'll be making a push in the Mountain West, and Jake Kaiman could break out as a high-volume scorer or ascend as a three-point specialist, whatever it is. That's uh, it's a good fit for him. I kind of thought he'd go local uh, based on his ties and his family and all that, but it's a it's a fun change of pace, so that'll, that'll be fun to watch him go. Um Outside of that, though, UCLA still has two scholarship players who have to leave uh, in order to make room for the three incoming freshmen. Got Amari Bailey and Adam Bono. We're both McDonald's All-Americans. And got Dylan Andrews coming in as a point guard, too. Um, And just on top of the scholarship thing, I mean, you're probably going to want to give Jalen Clark more minutes next year. If Peyton Watson comes back, you're going to want to give him more minutes. Uh, Mac Etienne and Will McClendon are both coming off torn ACLs, so... Assuming they're healthy, they'll need minutes too. So not only is it a scholarship thing with this team, but it's also a minutes thing. It's a rotations, the chemistry. This team cannot bring too many guys back. Um, they can bring back some some veterans, but it seems like Cody Riley's pretty much gone. Jules Bernard 
seems like he's gone. Both of those, it, just based on what McCrone has said in the past, those seem like they're pretty much set in stone. But we'll see who who really knows outside of those guys and that staff. Um, just having the two of them leave would get UCLA everything it needs uh, in terms of scholarship numbers. But um, then you, what do you do from there? Because you have Jaime Hawkins Jr., you got Johnny Juzang, you got Tyre Campbell, uh, you got Peyton Watson, you got Jalen Clark, uh, you got Miles Johnson if he wants to come back, you, you got Bone and, uh, and McClendon, Etienne, and Bailey, uh, Andrews, David Singleton can come back. Um, so there, there's a lot of bodies there and a lot of guys who are going to want minutes and a lot of guys who should be getting minutes, uh, which really complicates things. Off the top of my head, just going off what I'm hearing around the teams, around uh, the fan base, insiders, all that, it seems like Johnny Juzang is going to go. I know a lot of people are saying, oh, well, if you look at the mock drafts, he's a fringe second-round pick. Some people have him going, some people don't. But it seems like that doesn't really mean too much because Johnny Juzang, I mean, he could go to the combine and play well and sneak into the second round good for him I, I think if if you tell him that he's going to make the second round uh he's gonna leave but even if you tell him it, there's a chance he goes undrafted it seems like he's the kind of guy who would say you know what i'm cool with going to the g league i'm gonna go pro i'm ready this is my time i came back for this one year uh it went well in some places didn't go well in others um but i think that just based on the, the consensus, the conventional wisdom, is that he's going to be on his way out. Um, and Johnny Juzang did some really great, great things for UCLA over the past two years uh, after transferring from Kentucky. But you kind of want to think that it's a little addition by subtraction. Um, not that he was a, a cancerous teammate or, or bad for chemistry or anything, but when you have a one-and-done guy like Bailey coming in and you have a one-and-done guy who could gift you a second year in Peyton Watson, you want to give those guys touches and minutes. And if Juzang's here, I don't know how they're getting them. And then if you go from Peyton Watson not getting a lot of touches this year to Bailey not getting a lot of touches next year, that could turn off some All-Americans in future recruiting classes who... I mean, yeah, they connect with Cronin. They they like the brand. They like L.A. But then they see, oh, yeah, UCLA gets all these guys and then just doesn't play them. So that's just a product of this era and, and super seniors and transfers, and that's bound to happen. Um, but I would be willing to bet that UCLA doesn't want to do that again because they know the consequences of that long term. That, that would not be ideal for them. So off the top of my head, I think Juzang's leaving. Cody Riley's leaving, Jules Bernard's leaving, Jaime Hawkins coming back, Tiger coming back, Miles Johnson coming back, Peyton Watson coming back. Um, it could be any, like, 20 combinations of of those guys staying and going, but it seems to me like that's the most likely scenario. And then outside of that, um, who knows what could happen. But, I mean, the, the thing is, if UCLA does lose an extra guy, and does get that extra scholarship, uh, then who knows? They can go for the transfer portal. They can get a, a shooter or a defender, whatever Mick Cronin thinks he needs. They can go shopping on the market. So there, there's there's that to, to factor in too when you think about Juzang or Hawk is leaving. And 
yeah, you lose their talent, their leadership, the the hold over, the consistency, and all that. But uh, you do get some benefits from it too, just giving the younger guys more minutes, developing the program a little further, and then being able to go get the kind of guy that you want out on the transfer market. Well, we're kind of coming towards the end of the show today. I'm just going to sort through a few things, kind of assorted headlines, literally just going on allburns.com. You can do the same thing if you want. (laughs) I'll take the traffic, but I'm just heading over, uh, going through headlines, going to break some things down quickly, just share my thoughts on the stories from the past week. Um, Yeah, let's start UCLA baseball. They um, they had eight wins in a row coming to the, the weekend. They had six of them. The last six were all by one run. Uh, and then that streak got snapped Sunday at Utah, uh, where they lost by one, seven six. Kind of blew a, a late lead. They're up by three, so that wasn't ideal for them. But I think they've still won eleven of their last thirteen. They're going up in the rankings. Uh, they've just won a road series in the Pac-12. That's that's big. Yeah, they didn't get the sweep, but road series win in conference uh, towards the top of the conference leaderboards. With, uh, with seeding on the line for the new Pac-12 tournament, Coach John Savage has got to like where he is. I know they lost Thatcher Hurd to injury. Uh, he was having a great freshman year, leading the team in ERA, um, and, and I think an innings pitch, too. He came out of the pen sometimes. He came, he had a few starts. Um, so that's, that's definitely a loss. But you do get Gage jump back last weekend against Oregon and all that, and, and now he took Hurd's starting spot in the rotation. Uh, he came out a little sketchy on Sunday, but it was his first collegiate start. He was a very, very highly touted prospect, and you, you want to assume that he turns that around pretty quick. And If not, then you just throw him into the fire, and he'll learn from him and come back next year and be good. But uh, this team, this UCLA baseball team, is sneaky good. <laughs> they, they had some ups and downs in the early part of the season. Now that we're kind of just past the midpoint they're really coming into their own it's it's a lot of freshmen uh on on the mound a lot of freshmen at the plate and they're all playing pretty well um it's really not too many holes on this team they've got the defense they've got the base running they've got the power clutch bats clutch arms uh good starters um yeah that's uh not a bad spot to be in I mean, UCLA softball won like 20 games in a row or something. Uh, they lost back-to-back to Stanford, which was not ideal. Um, they're still looking like they're a top-five team in the country, but we'll see if they're going to be able to host a super regional. They probably will, uh, assuming they get past the regional and everything, but uh, that team's legit too. A few other headlines. we got Patrick Cantley at the Masters. Uh, he started off pretty well at Augusta National on Thursday in the first round. I think he was two under that Thursday, tied for seventh. And then he dropped into a tie for 19th after day two. Uh, not his best stuff. Saturday, had pretty much had a meltdown, dropped another 20 spots. Um, I think he was seven over that day. And then Sunday he comes back and he's under par. That's great. But, uh, yeah, he, he kind of cost himself any shot at contention on – on Friday and Saturday. So uh, Scotty Scheffler uh, ended up winning by a pretty decent margin. I know Rory McIlroy, uh, he came kind of roaring back, pun totally not intended actually. Um, but Patrick Cantley, former UCLA men's golfer, um, he was really far out of contention and 
uh, he's still chasing that first major. I know he's done pretty well at the Open before, so maybe later this summer, uh, hop across the pond and he can get the Bruins a, a major championship, but uh, not yet, not not the Masters. A few recruiting notes. Uh, I got Rayvon Griffith, um, who's a four-star shooting guard, small forward. Uh, he put UCLA uh, in his top five. That's that's big for them. I know uh, Cronin and his staff, they're all across the country. They're in Orlando and Indianapolis uh, at all these recruiting events, these these showcases. And I, I think Griffith is one of the guys in Indianapolis. I think Rod Palmer was there at the Adidas camp where he was. Cronin's in Orlando uh, looking at probably the, a little bit more highly touted guys. Uh, just the concentration of talent there is a little different. Uh, it's about regions. It's about AAU scheduling and all that and, and Cronin just happened to go there I know he's uh, talking to Dusty Stromer I heard uh, who's a pretty good local prospect a high four-star kind of guy who's getting looked at by Arizona and Gonzaga UCLA seems to have a pretty good shot with him um, but yeah that 2023 class for UCLA men's basketball is going to be huge because I mean we're talking about all these guys who could go or could stay this year well they're all gonna be gone next year <laughs> I mean you're you're definitely not gonna have Juzang or Hawkes or or Campbell past next season. Uh, no Bernard, no Riley, no Singleton. Um, probably no Bailey or maybe not even Bona, no Miles Johnson. Um, all these guys just gone. <laughs> maybe no Peyton Watson. Uh, so it's going to have to be a massive 2023 class, and UCLA does not have any commits yet. I think they have 12 offers out there to guys who haven't committed yet. Um they're probably going to have to sign like five, uh, maybe maybe six, and then add some transfers too because there's going to be a lot of turnover after next season. But in terms of the early progression of the recruiting cycle, uh, things are looking promising. It's It remains to be seen if it's going to be another multiple All-American class uh, like this year. Um, and I know they're waiting on a, a couple guys who are at that caliber and will be making their decisions over the summer or, in the coming months, uh, but that's not happening just yet. I'm just going to have to keep an eye on it, and, and they're, they don't really have a choice. McCrone's going to have to get bodies. Uh, it's just where do they come from? What what type of guys are they? You're going you're gonna to assume that he's going after his type of guys. Um, so it's really going to be his first like big wave of Cronin guys, uh, and I guess we'll have to wait and see if if that fits the UCLA brand, if if that's able to get them a, another Final Four appearance, a championship. Um, but it will be interesting to see as these guys start committing, and we'll see where UCLA pans out. That's going to be it uh, for this week's episode of Believe in UCLA, uh, presented by Bet Online. Once again, my name is Sam Conan, the publisher and managing editor over at allbruins.com, UCLA site on Sports Illustrated and Fan Nation Networks. Go check that out uh, if you want to find this podcast online, some interviews, some exclusive videos, uh, articles on all the teams on campus. You can follow us at si.allbruins on Twitter or at si underscore allbruins on Facebook. You can follow me on Twitter at Sam Conan. And yeah, that's pretty much it. We'll get Travis back in here soon enough. Make sure to keep an eye out on the show in the coming weeks. We'll get some guests. We'll have some mailbags, some special episodes. Uh, with the spring football and the off season and NBA draft, NFL draft, all these big decisions and moves coming up. Uh, we'll be breaking it all down and have some special content for you. So thanks for listening and we'll see you next week.
Save big money and start your spring project with help from Menards. We offer a huge selection of body plants, veggies, and herbs to plant at home and grow yourself. Right now, all four and a half inch Bonnie plants are on sale through May 5th. Head to the Menards Garden Center to get your garden growing and check out our weekly flyer on Menards.com for all the great deals happening now. Save big money at Menards. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger. Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.